It's the Jersey Hardwood Podcast, sponsored by LG Insurance. I'm Steve Titchener in the studio, and we have Matt Lachlan and John McAlevey on the line. And listen to my night last night, guys. First of all, my team stinks it up on the court, their home court, against their arch in-state rival. Then I go outside, and in a nice wintry mix, my truck won't start. Now, now Matt came in on this because he was actually at uh, the arena last night covering uh, the, the Pirates. And uh, Matt gave me a ride home, which was nice. But then I had to go all the way back, Matt. I had to go back and wait for the guy. It was, uh, it was just a nightmare. But yeah, it stinks when that stuff happens, no doubt about it. It does. But, uh, but back to basketball and PU, man, that was a rough uh, game last night. My hat's off to Seton Hall and Shaheen Holloway. He had them ready to play. They played hard defense. They beat Rutgers at their own game. And also, you listen, they got to 50-50 balls in the second half. They just out-hustled them. I think Rutgers had a hangover from Thursday night. I was really concerned about that, that high emotion coming out of that Ohio State game and then everything that happened afterwards where they got ripped off or what have you, bad calls, whatever, missed calls at the end of that game, uh, which we all know about now. Uh, still, you know, you got to you gotta turn around and, you know, this is an annual matchup here and it means a lot for, for both teams and it's also a nice uh, out-of-conference victory for either team. And it ends up, Matt, being a nice uh, win for Seton Hall. That was a great win. No question about it. It's a road win. Uh, it rights the ship a little bit. You know, they had been wonky there for a while. Their offense is still difficult to watch. But the defense was great. It was by far their most connected game. It was easily uh, their most energetic game. And it was uh, at a great time for, for a team that needed it. And John, you know, you said it best. <laughs> you said this was a rock fight, but you said it. Oh did. my! That gives that game last night gave rock fights a bad name. I mean, that, <laughs> That's what you I said. I was getting around. I thought first and fifty would win it, but my goodness, I, I I hear you guys, and I know it was a good defensive battle, but I, I, I'm part of me is thinking, was it? such great defense or was it just absolutely putrid offense? I mean, neither team could score from <laughs> right. three point range and um, you know, Seton Hall hurt themselves at the free throw line, only 55%. <laughs> they could have really put that away, but you're right. They scrapped, they, you know, the old, the team takes on the character of the coach. I, I enjoyed watching from the vantage point that we got on TV because you could see Shaheen and he is all over the place. It's like, he's actually playing a game at one point when, Alamir Dawes made a big three-point shot. He was high-fiving him. He high-fived him, I saw right. that. Yeah, I thought he was going <laughs> to fall down. But what, what Seton Hall was able to do was to take the rack out of the rack. The place it, was like it, was it was quiet. It was quiet because there was fr it was frustrating. Boisterous, but you guys were there. You could tell me. But on, on TV, it was quiet as uh, as could be. It was the quietest I've seen the rack in a while because it was just a frustrating night. You know, Seton Hall packed it in. They just wanted to get real busy right uh, in the paint. You know, they uh, they bothered Cliff and the defo bothered uh, Omori for sure. Uh, I, you know, and then they just... The, the turnovers, my goodness. I mean, you know, uh, Mulcahy was a turnover machine. He was just backing uh, in, and then he had nowhere to pass. Um, you know, Caleb had a couple uh, bad passes. Uh, they just weren't seeing the court well, and they weren't giving, they weren't taking what Seton Hall was giving. I mean, you know, pretty much packed it in, so they could have beat him, 
you know, with an outside shot that really wasn't there. Uh, Omori struggled um, most of the night. They did a good job defensively on him, and they just were out of sync. Um, just a, a poor, uh, a poor night all around for Rutgers. And you know, it, it, it's tough here. They started that five-game run, and now in that five-game run, they're one and three going to. You know, now they have Wake Forest coming in. It's a pretty good team, and they've got a seven-footer on their bench too. I mean, this is a. This is tough, and, and this was a game, you know, the Miami game, we, we can go back to that. That could have been a road win. And Ohio State, we know what happened there, you know, with the, with the missed uh, call. Guy stepped out, and then uh, the other guy stepped in, and both were not legal, and we know that. And then, But, uh, you know, the rest were the first uh, people off the court. Um, no review, no nothing on that. Um, but, you know, Ken Palm doesn't care. End of the season, they don't care. Goes down as a loss. That's that. And so um, bad breaks on top of bad play. And now they're in a spot where they're just looking like a maybe a middle-of-the-pack Big Ten team, which I think Seton Hall looked like a middle-of-the-pack Big East team, both these teams. you know. But it was Seton Hall that was able to come away with the win. You know, with a strong second half of defense and just hanging in there and playing tough, and, and Rutgers just did not respond. And you're right, man, the crowd was was out of it and that's the way to take them out of it is just uh, to to play a, a stifling day and again they played defense better than Rutgers played defense and you don't normally see that and um you know so what you were saying Matt about the pirates having a d- good defense boy it served them well because again they had a they struggled with offense too so oh, their offense has been horrendous all year long now Shaheen again last night said it's a work in progress well what else is he going to say until it gets to a point where it can really contribute uh, and be a more important part of their arsenal than it is now? It's going to have to be a work in progress, but it's it's defense that's going to be the hallmark of this team. I think it's going to be the hallmark of his coaching career. He's a defensive guy. He knows you lock teams down. It gives you a good chance. But without a true point guard, it's going to be awfully hard for Seton Hall. They got caught a couple of times, which is too much outside, outside passing couldn't get inside but you know in the end hey you know got it done again a win is a win matt i i fear for what saturday might look like because uh talk about teams that have a hard time scoring my friars have a hard time scoring and they're out of conference schedule leading up to now big east play which starts in earnest right right this week some games have already been played already we have had, um, you know, we really haven't played too many good teams. And so um, I think Saturday might be another first 50 might win it because we can't score. And from what I saw last night, Seton Hall has a hard time scoring. So it might be um, another rock fight. And um, that is, I think, Saturday at 1230 at the Rock. So um, aptly named the Rock because it could be a, a, another one of those fights. Well, but, you know, the the... The player I thought that epitomized what Seton Hall had and the grit that they had was uh, Casey Nadefo. I mean, he just seemed to make big plays. He had the task of guarding Amori at the end, and he was given up probably about 50 pounds and about four or five inches. He had that one block at the end. There was a sequence where he blocked Amori, which they showed the replay. He fouled him completely. And then on the other end, McConnell blocked one of the Seton Hall guys, and he fouled him. They, They missed both calls. But it was an important part of the game. And he just, you know, did a lot of the things. He was also the one at the end that saved the ball. I know there's some controversy. And he stepped out. 
was out of bounds. I couldn't really tell. He stepped out. But um, he's in the they middle of him. everything, and, and you need guys like that. Yeah, I mean, it, look, yeah, that it was, was a missed call. impactful game for sure. But it was a missed call. I mean, it, was, it doesn't matter. They lost the game, but he stepped out. They showed it. It was as clear as day. Uh, but just the way it goes, man. I mean, refs are going to miss stuff, and that's just the way it goes. There's no excuse. I mean, Rutgers should have won that game at home, um, and they've got the players to do it. They just uh, they just really played poorly. Steve, the problem and- is that for someone who has the ball in his hands all the time, the entire game, I mean, all they did was watch Paul Mulcahy pound the ball into the ground and over and over and over. 37 minutes, he did nothing yesterday. He, he backed in. Points. Four of them came from the free throw line. He over dribbles, over penetrates, and then tries to make the picture perfect pass that gets stolen or kicked out of bounds, or he's throwing the pass and giving it to somebody <laughs> with like two seconds on the shot oh, no, clock. Didn't. They don't have time to do anything. It was not I mean, enough. That guy frustrates me beyond belief. Oh. I wanted to rip that headband off his head. I mean, he was he just t- drives me crazy. He, uh, and he always has the ball. Talk about a team needing a point guard. My God, this. Does Rutgers need a point guard? And where was um, Simpson? I mean, he hardly played. Yeah, you know what? I mean, he was the huge part of the win uh, against Indiana. He didn't get the minutes this time. You know, uh, Pikel wants to run with Mulcahy. I mean, I, you know what? He's, he's the kind of guy, it's infuriating because he does have brilliant moments and, brill, and, and brilliant games. They are there, but they're just mixed with like last night where he was just backing in into the, into the lane and you know, just you know, throwing an errant pass, trying to get 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 uh, Omori in, or or, or throwing uh, some. Yeah, but he's throwing it. It was it was it was very frustrating. And then he like he likes that long pass, that long baseline pass, and throwing the ball across the court. And um, you know, when you're throwing the ball across the court, you're throwing to someone who's at the three point line. Um, yeah. So there was no uh, there was no flow. Uh, they didn't have any good, uh, uh, you know, any um, set plays uh, really that they were running. It was just, uh, it was kind of a free for all. And and he, they got to play under control. All of them, Andre Hyatt, Mawat Mag, these guys, the ceiling on these guys. These are athletes. They can play. They can shoot. Yeah. I mean, missing layups. I mean, Andre Hyatt missed a, a layup at the end. There it was, you know, right in front that of him. That was a bad miss. You know, Matt. Also, I thought that. Um, what hurt Seton Hall and and was the fact that Tyree Samuel was in foul trouble all game because he know, put up a goose egg. A goose egg, and for them to still get out of there with a win is huge. amazing, amazing. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, yeah they're, no. Matt, the top player was Dre Davis with ten points. He he was the top scorer on the floor. Dre Davis from Seton Hall with ten points. That's what kind of game yeah, we just had. Win, baby. That's just what kind win, of game baby. we had. You, you know, we, I, I, when, when, the box score, right? John, when you texted me, when I responded, I say Naismith took a turn in his grave on this oh, one, man. Terrible. Right. Was, win is a win. No question. Yeah. Listen, I'm, yeah. I'm going to give Seton Hall all the credit in the world because they came into a really, really tough environment. You know, and Shaheen Holloway, yeah, some of his, right away. some of his attitude rubbed off on these guys, man. Like, like we're, we're fought, you know, just like his whole run with St. Peter's, man. Like, you can do I have this. To tell you guys, you can do this. Watched it, you didn't get a chance to hear it, but John Fanta did the game play-by-play, Seton Hall grad and Big East um, extraordinaire, and he was terrific. You couldn't tell that. You he couldn't tell he was a homer. Come on, a homer at all. No, he had two Saint Miss at the end. He said. 
He said, if, if in a sea of red, blue prevailed. And then he said, Seton Hall made a garden statement, which I thought was pretty good. That's good. Uh, nice. Well, well the here's the thing. And Matt, you, you'll attest to very little blue in that arena. And, you know, you know, you don't see that with, with football because it's just, now, you where, know. Where are you guys sitting? Matt was right up in the right up in the glass to the left of me, and I I'm I'm seven rows up uh, toward the uh, uh, court where the um, where the Rutgers goes into the locker room. I love okay, my seats so that was this year. For you behind the Rutgers bench. No, you no, sat there. No, I've had those seats before. That's uh, uh, a friend from uh, from Beach House Brewery. Uh, nice, but um, and, uh, I, the crowd was good. Did, uh, oh, it was it was packed. It was packed, it? but it was it was the quietest. Um, uh, arena that I've I've uh, experienced in a while, and and again, Seton Hall had a lot to do with that. It was it was a very frustrating, very frustrating performance by Rutgers because you know you figured they were going to blow up. And let's listen, they took a run. What was their run at the at, before the half, Matt? Like fourteen to two or something to take a nice lead, and you thought they were just going to roll in the second half, but it just didn't happen. It Go- was a nice run. I you know, and, and maybe I'm blinded by my allegiance. I really didn't think Rutgers was going to go on any kind of a run. They were just playing horrendously, and Seton Hall was able to kind of punch them in the gut defensively. I, I didn't think necessarily that Seton Hall would be able to hang the way they did and ultimately come away with the W, but uh, that 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 score at the halftime was, was played right into Seton Hall's hands. Yeah, but I thought— well, come on. Yeah, but they were down seven there, and then Rutgers took that run and they go, okay, they got control of this game. They're going in the second half. They'll collect themselves. Uh, they, they, we believe they're the better team. Well, you can't say that now. Um, but, uh, you know, they just didn't do what everybody in that arena expected them to do. And I think that frustration level was just like, what's going on here, guys? Because let's, I mean, come on. This is the one of the weaker Seton Hall teams we've seen in years. Not to say I don't know. Maybe maybe you know Shaheen's just getting his uh, feet under him here. Just got here, so let's see what happens. But just the, the guys on the floor, you're thinking Rutgers should beat this team, but no, that wasn't the case. And as they develop throughout the season, we'll see. You know if Peichel's team will get better or what's going to happen there. Well, and, the big challenge, as you mentioned, the Wake Forest game. What most disappointed him after the game was he said he had a good practice. Uh, they had worked on ball rotation, uh, you know, getting it quick to the weak side. And then suddenly they started dribbling and stop, and then they would stop and look and there was no ball movement. So, uh, you know, he'll have a lot of video to show the club and, you know, presumably they'll put that into action against Wake Forest. And the only thing I will say is, yes, I mean, Seton Hall certainly has deserves, you know, all the slings and arrows that have come their way. They've been lackluster offensively to say the least and and they just look like a team that doesn't have a lot of cohesion again that went out the window last night it was a much better performance their best of the season but with all due respect to Rutgers and listen they had a great win at home against Indiana but who who have they beaten well they beat Ohio State Thursday night um and and I I know I know Tim Palm doesn't care it's at the end the point is, is this so is, is Rutgers that much better? I don't know. Yeah, they, they, this team is much better than what than the results on the court there, and that's the unfortunate thing here. Absolutely, eleven point lead at, at Miami. They should have had that game, and then they collapsed. Not it's it's the problem, and it does reflect on 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 how good the team is. I'm not saying it doesn't. Ohio State, they you know the great second half against Ohio State, and we know what happened in that game. Um, you know, the three things happened. First of all, the, the clock started late. 
a second late. The guy stepped out of bounds, the point guard, Thornton, and then was the, the other guy. And then, and then Holden comes in from the out of bounds and they run off the court. Trust me, trust me, if the roles were reversed, they would have reviewed that. But I really believe yeah. that would I really believe that would have been the case. Okay, so Rutgers loses that game. I get it. No one cares at the end. The committee doesn't care at the end when they're when they're uh, the selection committee, Ken Palm, all this, all the ratings said they don't care. They lost the game. It's unfortunate, but they should have won in Miami. One, no, no question about it. That's a that's a loss. Ohio State's a loss. Okay, so now when you go on that five game stretch that they have here, and you're saying, okay, this is going to pretty much tell what kind of team you are and how much of a run you can make in the tournament, and you're going to come out of that. Maybe if you beat Wake Forest at two and three, could very well have been four and one uh, on that run, or five and zero. Oh, frankly, it's been that close. But I get it. It's a razor's edge, Matt. I'm not, you know, I'm just saying what you're getting is a frustration from a fan standpoint, and that's what happened at the rack last night why it was much quieter i think than normal is the frustration because i really think that this is a talented team really do but you know you, you just just head scratching uh performances that you just said john from mulcahy and usually you're seeing a, expecting a better performance from the from the experienced guys like omori and caleb and cam spencer who was lighting it up seems to be listen they're putting quick guards on him and it's and he's getting pressed and he doesn't have the time to set up and such. And so, you know, his shot, he's rushing his shot. He hasn't been what he was in the first few games. Can it develop? Who knows? But right now, it's not happening. Andre Hyatt and Mawat Mag, I think, have huge, they have ceilings that they, they haven't even touched yet. They, the potential those guys have. But they play kind of out of control. Thing with Andre at the end, Andre Hyatt at the end there. Layup, and he, he missed it. But look, he's hit some big shots, too. I'm saying he's a very, very talented forward. So is Mawat Mag. They play with a lot of energy and a bit out, out of control, which is why they miss a lot of close shots and such. And then Mulcahy missed a bunch of stuff, too, that he was just throwing up there. So just a tough uh, five-game run here, four-game run. With all due respect, I don't think this team is is halfway as good as the last year's edition. Well, you know, you know, that we're, we're learning that. They're not. Now, they may find that. You're right, John. They may find somebody, but they'll have to. It'll have to be Amoria. It'll have to be um, the Bayonne bleeder. It'll have to be uh, the, one of those two. But, yeah, there, there's no there's no Geo Baker and there's no Ron Harper yeah. Jr. You know, some of these other guys are not uh, – Cam Spencer, they're not – teams are not going to be, you know, game planning to shut guys like that down. It's, it's going to be – Cliff Amore and how we can get him. Unfortunately, he gets himself into foul trouble almost every game now. It's like he starts every game with two fouls. And his offensive game, again, is is relegated to the dunk shot and tips, jump hooks, things like that. He actually made a couple of free throws last night. But if he's not going to score, you know, around the basket, you know, McConnell is not a gifted offensive player. Mulcahy's not a gifted offensive player. Mag is really not. You know, he's a guy who's playing 28 minutes. is probably too many. Um, Simpson, I don't know why he didn't play. It's it's going to be a work in progress. I would think middle of the road, Big Ten team. I don't think they're any better than that. Um, I think they played a little over their head against Ohio, against um, Indiana. They had a great game. Everything came together. I think it's going to be, uh, I think with all of these teams, I think same thing with Seton Hall. We don't know really what they are. My team is, is I have no idea what to make out of my team. I think we're going to be a mid to lower Big East team this year. I, I think it's until we get into conference play, we can see these teams playing against 
you know, like competition, I, I think we really, really don't know what we have. I mean, other than look at Connecticut. I think they're the class of the Big East mm. right now. Them and Creighton, Connecticut is looks is that way. Top five, and you know, and yeah. with a bullet, they're they're off to the races. You know what you're going to get from them. But from a lot of these other teams, I still don't think we know what the heck we have. Matt, let me ask you: um, if you had uh, a final possession and you bring the ball down, you 12, 15 seconds left, and Shaheen calls a timeout. If you weren't the coach, who would you set up a play for? Who who is the go-to guy with with the Pirates this year? Or, or do we not know that yet? No, we don't know that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Kadari Richmond might be that guy, but his shot is not good enough. Um, I, I really don't know. Samuel, you would hope, could be that guy. More front the basket kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. See, they're all we're all works in progress right now. I don't think anybody sure. really knows. It's sort of a all hands on deck type of a thing. Hey, look at what Seton Hall lost from last year. It's not unlike Rutgers. Uh, it's it's a new squad with guys filling different roles. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's too bad this game wasn't later in the season when they each had more of an identity. Um, and uh, you know when they're into uh, league play and they take a take a respite from from conference play and go after each other, but um, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to to watch um, how things unveil as the unfold as the rest of the season rolls on. You know, Seton Hall's plays Drexel Wednesday night, and then they roll into the uh, the Big East uh, schedule. Uh, Rutgers has. Uh, what Bucknell and Coppin State after Wake Forest, and then the beginning of the year, the Big Ten schedule starts up. So, you know, it starts there, and um, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, frustrating night last night, but a big win for uh, Seton Hall, and a, and a good win for them. And perhaps they're going to that they'll take that and uh, really uh, take it into the, the conference play, and, and and maybe surprise some people. You know, it's a good coach. He's a good coach, and um, and Steve, tell yeah. us what was the. Bottom line with the truck, what happened? Uh, it's it's the fuel pump. It's a huge number. Um, uh. Got to figure out who's going to do it and how it's going to get done. But it was just uh, it was a real pain just after the whole thing. And the weather was horrible and all that stuff. So really, uh, um, really uh, kind of a dumpster fire of a night. But uh, hey, uh. Uh, the sun uh, is, well, it looks like it's going to come out today. But no. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, it's another day and, um, you know, it's another day for Rutgers and Seton Hall as well. So we'll see how the uh, see how everything works out. Uh, and I do want to give a shout out to uh, LG Insurance. Uh, Aaron's our uh, sponsor. They're in uh, Long Branch. He does everything commercial uh, retail. Uh, and he's uh, he's terrific, knows his stuff up and down. He's got a great team. So just search LG Insurance. And they're the sponsors of this show. And that'll do it for uh, this week. I'm Steve Titchener with Matt Lachlan and John McLevy. Check us out on moresportsnow.com. That's our site. But also, uh, you know, get us on Spotify, on I, uh, iTunes, uh, all your uh, directories that you follow. We're on most of them. So check that out. We'll catch you all next week. Bye-bye.